When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hewlett, and I am joined by my partner here, Favaz. Hi, John. Hi. You can follow me on Twitter at STLUman. Keishi guy for me, and I uh, hope you all had a Merry Christmas out there, and you too, you men. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and Happy New Year coming up. Yes. Well, today we have someone with us. Who's from the same band that we highlighted last week. Roger Waters was with us last week. This time it's a Nick Mason interview that I did November 4th, 2013. And he was promoting the Endless River album. A record by Pink Floyd. A yeah. thing, I mean, it had a lot of leftover material, as I remember. And I know David Gilmore put the thing together. And, um, you know, Nick Mason is Nick Mason. He's the drummer of Pink yeah. Floyd. He's going to be here in St. Louis in March of 2019, which I'm really excited about because I want to go see it. And uh, the reason that we're doing another Pink Floyd member this week is because El Monstero, the St. Louis-based uh, definitive Pink Floyd tribute, is having uh, you know some more of their sold-out shows this weekend. So that's why we're doing Nick Mason mm-hmm. for uh, all those peeps that might be going and, and may not be going. And Roger Waters, when he got his copy of The Endless River, threw it right in the garbage. (laughs) He probably did. (laughs) So this interview was uh, done on the phone, and he's a very mild-mannered person. Yes, he is. Uh, He's the only member of Pink Floyd to have been in the band from the very beginning to what appears to be the end. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, he's had a couple talking parts in uh, Pink Floyd music. Other than that, nothing but... Drums and percussion. Yeah, he's a... Didn't write anything? No, but, um, you know, as the drummer, I mean, he's vital to the band. Sure. And um, the fact that he can put a band together and and go out on tour like he's going to do says a lot. And they're, they're going to do the early Pink Floyd stuff yeah. that they've ignored pretty much. And the lead singer is going to be Gary Kemp, who was the lead singer in the group Spandau Ballet that had a couple of big hits back in the they day. They did. I, I, I kind of like them. Yeah, yeah. But Guy Pratt, I think, is the bass player. He was the one talking about a lot of this uh, this tour coming up, and he's part of the band because he's been in Pink Floyd since Roger Waters departed, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really neat. And I haven't listened to this uh, interview since uh, probably 2013, so... Uh, I don't know if I asked him about his car racing and all that kind of stuff. Cause he's, we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out about that, hopefully. And uh, I, also, I remember you know, talking to him a little bit, I think, about the, the Gilmore, uh, Roger Waters issues. Shoot. And you <laughs> talked about, we talked about it uh, in the last show. Well, we we covered that subject matter in the last show when you when you interviewed uh, Roger Waters. We'll see if it comes up again because Nick Mason has recently made some comments about that. And we'll talk about that later. All okay, right, let's start the go. interview and see where we go. Nick Mason from 2013. Is this Nick? It is Nick. Yeah. Uh, hi, Nick. My name is John. John Hewlett at KC Radio in St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, John. So you got to you? You? you gotta let them know because there. This is a series of, sure. of interviews that he was doing that day with radio stations all over the country. He may have had it on paper, but half the time they don't even look at yeah, it. Yeah, you got to just roll on. Yeah. 
Thank you for uh, giving us a call here today. Uh, there's a lot of excitement about the new Pink Floyd album, The Endless River. Congratulations on the album. Thank you. The weight of putting out a Pink Floyd album, it's got to be enormous. Uh, how did you balance that out in order to make the decision to, to even do this album now? Well, it's uh, taken 20-odd years to get to get to this point, I guess. Um, but I, I think there's that, that moment when you think uh, it's, it's better to that the music is worthy of being released. It, it's always exciting. There's always some trepidation about whether people will like it or not. And particularly in this instance, it's a, it's a very curious album. It's very old-fashioned in a way. It's made to sort of vinyl sort of lengths and uh, consists of a really a package that includes an album sleeve, which many many people won't see, you know, see if they're downloading and streaming and so on. Um, but... Um, we feel it's good enough to, to stand by and uh, and put out and, and indeed come and talk about. Well, he makes a good point in that automatically you just go, hey, we got Pink Floyd stuff and people, what you would think, hey, they'll, they'll go out and buy it. But, you know, Pink Floyd hasn't been like a recording entity for so long. This, like I said earlier, this was stuff from before right. that they're kind of repackaging and putting together. And, you know, there was some trepidation of, you know, will people like it or not? I don't mm-hmm. even really know what it sold. I don't know how well it did. Yeah, you know, no, but, I don't think it did very well yeah, at all. Yeah, when you're going back and you're listening to things that you didn't think were very good the first time, which is why they didn't get on albums and they've been buried for 20 years, and now you go back and you go, well, maybe this is good enough. Now uh, it's probably still not good enough. Probably not. You no, know, it's probably still not. And I think that's kind of the response that they got with this release anyway. So because it just went away, nobody it did. Barely. Even talked I think we about played it. one song. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah pretty sure and it took 20 years to, to do this for what reason you just you just knew that 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 music was sitting out there and you and you just didn't want to leave anything left in the vault maybe huh? well I, I don't inevitably be things left in the vault that were never quite good enough to, to bring out I, th- I think we it took it really took quite a while to to actually go through and filter what what was really useful enough to, to turn into a proper record from from 20-odd hours we had of, of music that we jammed together on. And then when we distilled what we thought was worthy, it was a matter of developing that and adding to it in some cases or mm-hmm. uh, writing, uh, probably writing the lyrics for, for, the, for the one song on the record. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's been a, a very slow and uh, tortuous process in a way, but I think um, we're really pleased to, to have done it and get it, got it out there. I'm speaking with uh, Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason. Um, why is it uh, mostly instrumental, Nick? I think because we just felt that that's what that's what we'd done by by playing this music, and it, there was a discussion about whether we needed more songs and so on. But at the end of the day, we reckoned that actually we didn't have to work to any rules. If we didn't want to put more songs on it, we wouldn't. Well, he, when he refers to songs, I guess he's talking about songs that have words and vocals. That's a song to him. I guess the rest of this stuff is not considered well, songs. I, um, I think a song is a song, right? If you, if you, <laughs> whether it has words or not. Yeah, but he refer, he's referring. Seems to me like he's referring just to the songs that have words as songs. Wow, isn't is that how you're getting yeah, this? Yeah, that's how I took it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be an instrument, primarily instrumental, and I think um, particularly with a lot of the keyboard playing from Richard who sadly died some five years ago now. Mm-hmm. It was such an opportunity maybe to feature some of this sort of um, this sort of playing rather than worrying too much about whether we had to transfer, uh, transform things into songs. 
Yeah, I read where both of you kind of said this is, could be considered somewhat of a tribute album to, to Rick Wright. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity, really, to, to maybe give him a bit more recognition than, than he ever had about uh, being such an important part of what is our sound. Mm-hmm. Is it right or wrong to call it a concept album, Nick? Hold on, John. Oh. <laughs> what what, what, what were you say? Storm, remember the man Storm Thurgerson? Yeah. Okay, so he was the guy that did all the covers. He did Dark Side yeah. of the Moon, all, all of them. Mm-hmm. He died in 2013. Mm-hmm. So um, he was also... Um, that part of this whole thing was like not dedicated to him, but they were thinking about uh, him. They had to have a different guy design the artwork yeah. and, and the whole thing. And uh, Ahmed thing. Urban Eldon Design Company <laughs> did it. And, and uh, it's just funny that, that this was also not only Richard Wright being gone, but Storm Thurgerson being gone. Two fixtures in the Floyd. You know, one was yeah. a band member, but the other guy designed all their album yeah, covers. Yeah. It's part of the team. It's kind will. of. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. OK, what did I just ask him? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's go, let's go back. Wrong to call it a concept album. There we go. Yeah, I think it's wrong. Okay, <laughs> feel yeah. free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. But it's not a concept album. There is no very specific story to this. There's there's a story to the song, and the song has a a meaning. And but the music itself is a collection of pieces of music that we really like. He did it again. There's a story to the song. What, what's the louder louder than words? That's, was the only one that had vocals. Okay. That's it. Gotcha. And the last line in this review that I'm reading, the album received mixed reviews. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, mostly negative. Yeah, mostly negative. We feel uh, work together and interlocked together. And um, But there's, there's no sort of, for me, a concept album is a, a, an album with a story, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a story. It's a, it's, it's a piece of music. Let's continue with Nick Mason of Pink Floyd right after we hear a song from the new album. This is Louder Than Words off the Endless River on KC95. Oh, there you go. So this was a live interview on the air. Wow, it was. We can't play that song. No. So I'm assuming that it's not on there. It's not on here. Oh, okay. Because yeah. of uh, copyright and all that stuff, you can't put a can't put a real song on a podcast. Yeah. So maybe weird. maybe while the song's playing, there's some good stuff here. I talk. I was talking or maybe to you him. just cut it off and you and then you started recording again when you started talking to him. Oh, this might be edited. Or not? Yeah, I think it's edited. There's no way you'd keep him on the phone. Yeah, let's, let's see what. Okay, happens. here we go. And here we go. The heck, <laughs> it's rolling. Don't tell me there's nothing left of the interview here. We're speaking with oh, here Nick Mason, drummer okay. for Pink Floyd. <laughs> Nick, uh, listening to Pink Floyd music over all these years, you know, it's very intricate, obviously. As, as the drummer of a band who's making very intricate music, is it harder to drum for a band like Pink Floyd versus, you know, so many others out there? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, probably the, the most um, interesting um, facet of playing drums in this particular band is knowing when to stop and, <laughs> uh, you know, when the drums shouldn't be thudding on through. Yeah. Is that hard to, to decipher? No, I'm a very, very lazy person. I'm very happy <laughs> just to sit on the stool and listen to the others get on with it. <laughs> um, now, are, are you and David going to tour to support the album, The Endless River? Dumb question. Yeah. Well, maybe well, not so dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. What... I think we already knew the answer. <laughs> No, no, no I John. Think sadly not. Sadly, sadly, sadly not. not. Sadly not. Sadly not. Yeah. Well, at least, at least he didn't say uh, no. Stupid question. <laughs> as much as I love touring, I, I just don't think 
I don't think David has the appetite for touring. I know he wants to get on and work on a solo album that he's been uh, sort of considering doing for some time now. And I also think there's a big problem with playing that music. In uh, it's it's not particularly well suited to. Uh, well, it's certainly not suited to the sort of large live show. And I think with without Rick being there to to uh, to play, uh, it would be almost impossible to replace him. Yeah. Nick, you, you know there are several Pink Floyd tribute groups out there that are making a good living doing your music live. Oh, same and, question you asked, Roger. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. See what he says. And, and as you know, they're they're pretty good at it. I, I was yeah. just curious as, uh, you know, would if you ever did decide to tour again, would you feel compelled to have to be, you know, perfect with your live sets as, as, as kind of they are, you know, how, how they, they, they match everything up perfectly? In a strange way, w- would the tribute bands here be putting more pressure on the original artists, if you know what I mean. I, d- I don't think so. I mean, no. I you're right. But a lot of the tribute bands are fantastic. I mean, they've, um, they can actually copy every mistake I've ever made. It's <laughs> brilliant. But, um, no, I think that's still, uh, I'd have to say, I think uh, the real thing is still uh, works better, partly because um, we're not trying to remember th- things exactly as they were played. I, in a way, I would always like whenever playing any of our old music to play it with play it afresh and i wouldn't particularly feel that i have to stick to exactly the same part any more than i think david would feel he had to play the same guitar solo Hmm. Uh, you you know uh, you'd think specifically pink floyd music would have to be exact right you know how do you uh, freelancing in there i mean nobody would want to hear an extended version i don't think of right of of any of their songs because their songs are already extended pretty long pieces of music yeah so um, I don't know. It's interesting to hear him say that uh, you know he doesn't think that they would necessarily have to be right on the mark. We've come to expect that. We've you come know, to expect that from if, the tribute if, groups. If I go to see Nick May, like, well, I, I'm not real familiar with the first two Floyd records, so that's what he's going to do come March. Yeah. But if I'm going to see him, I want to I want to hear the stuff that I know, and I want to I want to hear it like I know it. You know, yeah, and it would be the same if they got back together and did Dark Side of the Moon or The Wall or whatever. I would want to, yeah, n- you, the exact part. You know, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't give Pink Floyd the same liberties that you might give any other band to make slight variations on the themes of their songs that we've come to know sure. as, as recorded pieces of music, right? I mean, right. No. Yeah, that's why. That's so. That's why I asked him that. You know, because these right. tribute bands have been so right on the money. I know. For them to go out now and not be able, I to- think. I think the tribute bands are afraid to to go out certainly and and venture off. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like or, or take a walk in the woods, like Bob Weir said yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the great thing yeah. with with our music is to be able to stretch a bit and uh, play it in a slightly different way every time. Oh, good point. Uh, and finally, um, ha- have you had any feedback from Roger Waters on the Endless River, or do his thoughts even matter to you at this point? Good question, John. Thank you. Wow. Um, I haven't had any feedback yet. Uh, I will expect it eventually. Uh, I hope to see him soon. Uh, I'm still. <laughs> oh, he's being very he's, careful. He's laughing. Yep. Well, he's got to be careful. Yeah, he's got to be careful. Because really, can anybody be the drummer for Pink Floyd? Uh, I mean, if they ever if, they, that if, if you ever got a if you ever get a reunion going, and he pissed off both <laughs> uh, David Gilmore and Roger Waters, you think that uh, they could easily replace him? Well, you replace Roger. I don't know that you can replace David, that voice. You got to have at least one of those two, but I don't yeah. think you have to have Nick. I don't think you do either. And and I'm I'm not trying to poo-poo on drummers, but no, but that's just, you know, if 
I think we're venturing into to territory that that's going to piss off Pink Floyd fans <laughs> and Nick Mason fans. So yeah, well, I mean, I think, uh, it's got to be discussed. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but that's that's the case with a lot of groups, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. drummer can be right, but then you look easily. Uh, sure, but you I mean, there's some great drummers. Don't get me wrong. Right, some right. are better than others. Right, they're behind the but, scenes pretty much. We've we've seen how tribute bands drummers can do whatever yeah. Nick's done, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I hope eventually that uh, he'd enjoy some of it. Nick Mason of Pink Floyd, thank you for being with us. I know we're out of time here; we're on a short window. But I I hope if you guys ever do decide to ever get back together again, or, or just you and David or whomever, uh, hope St. Louis will be on your on your tour list because uh, oh, this, this city this be. this city loves you. We we got a a, a group that uh, does your music here, uh, El Monstero yeah. during Look the holidays. You. Yeah, yeah, bringing it up, man. Season and once in a big outdoor show here in, in the summertime, and people just absolutely go nuts for it. So we'd love to see you in St. Louis again sometime soon. I don't know what the situation may be, but keep us in mind, okay? Right. And the situation is... He's coming with Saucer Full of Secrets, yeah, his band, to his do band. the very early Pink Floyd stuff. So. First time in a long time. Yeah. Certainly will, and, and give the band my uh, best wishes. All right. Nick Mason of Pink that? Floyd yeah. on KC95. Thank you, Nick. Bye. Bye. Nope. It's dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I meant to tell the guys in El Monster. I think I did tell Kevin Gagnapain. I'll see Kevin That I, I spoke to uh, Nick Mason and uh, and told him uh, that about, about El Monstero, and then he told me to tell you guys Give him the best. Give him the best. That's pretty cool. Uh, We were going to talk about that Nick Mason just did an interview and said what we talked about in the Roger Waters interview, that Roger doesn't put much credence on the guitar player singer aspect of a band as he does the songwriting and arranging. And so that's why... um, you know, Nick said that Roger just doesn't uh, look at David Gilmore with as much uh, respect. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. That David deserves, yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. that's part of the reason why they still not feud. They get along now. But, you know, that's why Pink Floyd's not doing gigs anywhere. Yeah. You know? so. Of, uh, you know, of all the different rock bands out there and you had to pick Three of the, the the biggest and the best. Leave the Beatles out, okay? Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, the Beatles are at a level sure. all on their own. They are. Can't touch them. I say it's the Stones. Mm-hmm. I say it's Pink Floyd. After that. Led Zeppelin? Oh, God, yeah. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Those three. Those are the yeah. three. All British bands. Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. And, um... and England, in terms of its population, size, and its land territory would probably be the equivalent of what? Maybe uh, maybe Missouri. Yeah, maybe. And to have all of that talent. <laughs> in one place. Try to put that into perspective. You know, if all that came out of just Missouri, you you just say that's incredible. Yeah. And it's kind of just take it for granted. And the Rolling Stones still go out and tour. You know, yeah. they're, the, they're the ones that, that you know, because they're going to do it in 2019. They still do it. They don't need the money either. Yeah, but I'm just talking about right. the talent in oh, just that true. one small area of the world. It's, it's crazy. It is, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And you can go farther than that. You can oh, look yeah. at Eric Black Clapton. Sabbath, Eric Clapton, <laughs> the <laughs> Beatles, because uh, we left them out, remember? Right. It's just mind-boggling. So got to salute the, the Brits. Yeah. The British invasion, when it, when it first happened back in the 60s, we had no idea what that was going to lead to eventually. Sure. Their domination of, of the music world, really. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed the segment here today. 
It's our last one of 2018, John. Yeah. We started this thing October 12th. That was our first episode. Hmm. And now we move on to the next year. Yeah. We've got a lot of interviews still. Yeah, we still have a ton. Bunch of stuff to do. So hopefully you'll be tuning in every week. And uh, thank you for listening today. Favaz, have a happy new year, buddy. You too, John. All right. Um, Till next time, uh, you man, saying so long, STLU man. You can follow me on Twitter that way and uh, make contact if you wish. Casey Guy on Twitter. Adios, my friend. You're bad. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.